in the home on earth, <clears throat> in love of husband and wife and parent and child, God wanted to reflect the love of the Father's home in heaven, the deepest secrets of the life of the Godhead in the fellowship of the Father, the Son, could then be seen on the earth. And I remember we were together one time, you know, where, where you live, and I said to you, what, is, what has God been saying to you? And you said to me, uh, you've been thinking about Abraham and how he gave God what he wanted. And I thought that was so profound. And then I asked you to expound on it. Like, what do you mean? And you said to me, he wasn't the father of faith just because he had faith, but because he passed it down to his children. And I thought it was just so profound. And I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, women watch this channel, mothers, wives. And I wanted to see if you could just talk to me for a little bit about God's value of, of family and the way that you see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was trying to think back to like where, where that kind of started for me, like in seed form. And really once, uh, about two and a half years after I became a mom, so I had Israel and Yaeli, Dave and I were involved in a local church and, you know, we were kind of doing like a house church but it was like a house group, um, but it functioned like a church. And because I was the only one with small kids, I always had to be in a back room somewhere, breastfeeding in a bathroom, changing pampers. Um, there was a part of me that always felt like I was missing out on what God was doing because Dave would be in the ministry involvement, but I would always be in the back somewhere. And, um, one day I was going home, I had to leave a meeting early and I wasn't in a good mood because I didn't want to leave the meeting early. And I packed both of the kids in the car and uh, they were both screaming because they were little and I was just stressed out. And as I was driving up onto the expressway, this expressway was gridlocked car to car, I couldn't move anywhere. <laughs> and I just began to cry and I didn't have to say anything because the Lord knew it was inside of my heart, inside of my heart. I kind of felt like I'm getting the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. You know, you called me, he's doing what we were both supposed to be doing. And I'm just always stuck at home with, with kids. And it wasn't that I didn't love my kids. I loved my kids. I loved being a mom, but I felt like they were in competition. What I wanted to do for the Lord and then having kids or like being a housewife, they were, intention against one another they weren't working together and um so that's that was what a, a real reality inside of my heart and then of course the lord saw it because he sees everything and i remember just feeling that way but not wanting to voice it because i felt like this is a terrible feeling to feel <laughs> um and i remember his presence just feeling the car like just powerfully feeling the car and him telling me, you know, what if this is what I'm asking you to do? Like, what if this is what I've called you to do? Like, would that be enough for you? Would you be happy if, if from inside of my heart, this is what I want from your life? Uh -huh. And so, of course, I was, you know, like, yes, of course. <laughs> but that moment, like, really something inside of my heart shifted. Um, and after he told me that, um, I was still in the car driving home and 
pictures inside of my mind came like a highlight reel. And I was washing dishes and he was next to me and I was changing pampers and he was next to me and I was bathing the babies and he was next to me and me in the back of the service with the kids in the nursery, you know, with kids screaming everywhere and chaos. And, you know, he was next to me. And from that moment on, it's like the, my, my comp, the compartments that I had made on my own initiative, like ministry, marriage, children, all those things kind of got like meshed together under right. what God's called me to do. And so that's kind of what really like shifted my like value system in understanding that my perspective, the way I was perceiving was the thing that was holding me back and making me miserable. It wasn't what the Lord called me to do. <laughs> that's beautiful. You know, one time you said um, something like to this extent, to this, uh, in, in this way, you said uh, that your calling has something to do with making sure Dave or your husband fulfills everything God's called him to do. And I was like, I've never heard anybody say that before because it's such a selfless uh, promotion of another. It, it touched my heart uh, tremendously. Can you talk just a little bit about the way that God has shown you just wives and husbands and all this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Dave and I have been together since we were 17. So we've been together for a long time. Um, and we both had a heart for ministry. Um, but when we got married, my, my role, not my value, because we get those mixed up, my role wow. changed. You know, I think that being a wife, it gets, it's not complicated, but it's costly. So we get those two things mixed up. Like we feel like, you know, the idea of submitting to our husbands and us being in the background while pushing them forward and us, you know, serving them and honoring them. Those, especially in our culture nowadays, are seen as weakness. They're not seen as... Uh, as something that's that would hold any kind of power or strength. You know what I mean? They're seen as something below. Like if you if you want to make your way in the world, you have to go take care of yourself. You have to make your way. You have to teach people how to treat you. You have to um you have to do all those things. You have to look out for yourself first and foremost, you know? And a lot of people think like that even in their relationship with their spouse. Um but when we when we got married, I remember telling the Lord, I don't want to go into ministry and lose my family. I'm not going to do that. Like, that's just not something I'm going to do. I grew up in the church. I saw it happen everywhere. I don't want that. So either I'm not going to go into ministry, which I knew that wasn't going to happen because we were called to be ministers, or I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that my family is in order first wow. before we do anything else. But the, it's kind of like a, I like, I felt like I saw something, you know, like in my mind, like this, this family that was filled with the spirit and working in, in unison with one another and at peace and, and loving one another with loving Jesus. Like I saw something in my mind, but I didn't know how to implement it. Like practically, you know, like, okay, so how does this work like on a practical level? And I felt like the Lord told me, well, we're going to start with your role as a wife because Wow. You can't give your kid something that you don't have yourself. You just can't. It's not possible. Like you can talk to them about it and you can teach them about it. But if it's not something that's from within, then you can't transfer that to them. And so 
yeah, he began to change. Like, you know, I was actively pursuing God to change my mind because I knew I thought wrong. Like I knew there were things inside of my mind that whether it be raised in, in the culture we were raised in or, you know, different ideas that were wrong, even different interpretations of scripture that were wrong. I knew there was a lot of wrong ways. So I needed to pursue like truth. Like I want them to be right. I want to think rightly mm-hmm. so that when we build, we build rightly. You know what I mean? Not just, yeah. we'll just see what happens along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we just began to pursue it. And I felt like the Lord told me to start with, with Dave, you know, like you're my, he told me my primary, my primary uh, call, obviously outside of worshiping Jesus, sure. of course, is to make sure that Dave fulfills what he's called to do. Wow. And so what that looks like is not like I'm completely silent. I never minister because I'm afraid that I'm going to not, not like that. But what yeah. I mean is, you know, with us having a family and a demanding life, right? We're in ministry. There's our kids are growing. We have teenagers. There's a lot of practical responsibility that, that plays a role into our life. So what that looks like practically is making sure that our life is ordered in a way where if Dave has to go minister somewhere, he knows that the ship is not going to sink while he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like practically. You know what I mean? Making sure our house is comfortable in a place where he can come rest and he gets, he gets fed emotionally, spiritually, physically, you know, our house is in order. I'm not like half depressed somewhere on the couch because he's always got not <laughs> me being healthy, <laughs> you know? And so he, that, I mean, that's, that's my primary call. And then even the kids, as much as we love them, they they would come in second, you know, wow. knowing that uh, they're not in competition for one another, sure. but you don't, you know, you don't lay your, your marriage on the altar of taking care of your kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so good. So, okay. You've already given so much meat already, but if a girl is watching this right now, let's say she's newly married and you could look at her in the eyes and say something to her, what what would you say to her? Um, Well, first I would tell her to become familiar with Ephesians 5, 1 Corinthians 13, Philippians 2, um, Psalm 128. Um, and I mean, the best thing she can do is be, I mean, you have to be filled with Christ period. You have to be filled with Christ because for you to do what those portions of scripture require Mm -hmm. for you to submit your life, to submit to your husband as, as unto Christ, or for you to prefer somebody above yourself or for you to, um, love without, any kind of judgment or for you to continue to lay down your life in that way that God calls us to, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not possible unless you're filled with Christ. So as a young wife, I mean, even as an older wife, but as a young wife, you know, it's costly, but it's worth it. (laughs) But don't, don't get sidetracked about what God's called you to do. Like once, once you get married, everything changes. It doesn't feel like it changes, but you just made like a covenant yes. that God takes very seriously. So it's different now. And so you can't just like add your husband to what you do and just keep going. Like that doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, like you, you made a covenant to exchange your life now for wow. another person, you know, to lay your life down for another person. And so I think that 
you know, I feel like it's such a strange thing to talk about nowadays because it's not, it's not normal. It's not a normal part of like American culture, mm-hmm. you know, like commitment and loyalty and all those things are kind of like at a low right now, just, you know, in general, you know? Sure, sure. And so, yeah, it's really important for, for you to understand as a wife, you know, don't base your, uh, idea of what you should be doing or who you are as a wife on other things Mm -hmm. go to the word it's very very clear it's very simple (laughs) you may not like it all the time but don't complicate (laughs) it you know what i mean (laughs) like it gets complicated because we just don't want to do it like just to be honest (laughs) that's when it becomes complicated (laughs) when you read something and it offends you and you just like i don't i don't want to do that i want to find another way to an easier way, a less, a less, uh, a less heavier way. But the thing is, is that it's, it seems heavy in the moment, but it's not once you, once you walk through it, like you realize like, no, no, this is, this is the right way because the reward is, is the Lord's presence is blessing, you know? Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Okay. So there's a mother watching this. Maybe she's got a couple of little little ones running around. Her life is just crazy. I know you've already spoken to this, but I, I, what I'd like you to do is look into the eyes of this mother and give her some encouragement. What would you say? Okay. Well, first I would say it's, you know, having small kids is, it's just a season. And all like all seasons, they come to an end. <laughs> Um, they seem like they're never going to end, but they do end. And the thing is, is in your mind, if you're waiting for the next season and not being present in the season that you're in now, you're going to miss something that God's trying to build inside of you and something that's going to prepare you for the next season. You know, you can't be occupied with, I can't wait till this is over so that my life will be easier. Because when they get older, it's not necessarily easier. It's just different. And so you have to be able to find a, you have to be able to find rest, which I know sometimes when you have small kids is like something that feels like impossible, you know, (laughs) but it's possible. Like try to do simple things like, you know, listen to things that stir your heart up. You know, like if you get, you may not be able to give hours, but you can give minutes, you know, lock yourself in the bathroom for two minutes Put, put in your ear pods. Like, it's like, you know, when they're little, it's like life or death. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you feel like that sometimes. I remember locking in my bathroom, locking myself in the bathroom sometimes like multiple times a day. And even if it's just for like three minutes and just putting in my, my earphones and just asking the Lord to like, fill me like, God, I need you to come wow. inside of me right now because there's nothing left inside of me to give, you know? And so always, like, don't run to other things, run to him mm-hmm. and let him fill you with himself because he's really the only thing that's going to like help you thrive in those seasons when they're little or they're small, you know? So yeah. yeah and be cool. encouraged. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I know this is not on the list that we said we were going to talk about, but I'd really love it if you could just kind of talk to the girls that are not yet married. They're not mothers what would you say to a single? Yeah. Um, well, I first I would say this probably not something they want to hear, but I, I would in, getting married 
and having kids, like if you're, if you're lonely, you can still be lonely when you're married. If you're, if you're empty and you feel like having these things will fulfill all those empty spaces inside of your heart, they won't. Wow. And so if you can't be like satisfied with Christ as a single person, you won't be satisfied with Christ as a married person. Like I feel like it, certain desires of course will be fulfilled, but at the heart, it's still the same issue. Wow. You're still going to have to find your satisfaction like in Christ, you know, like I love being a wife. I love being a mom, but at the end of the day, those things don't like satisfy my, my inner, inner person, my being, you know, mm-hmm. my spirit. Dave can't give me that. My kids can't give me that. The ministry can't give you that. That's something that has to be from the Lord. So if you, I feel like if, as a single person, if you can establish that as a single, you come in with a strong foundation to be married, you know, to be a wife, you'll come in with a stronger, as a stronger individual, if you've learned how to, you know, like abide and rest, like in, in, in God and the season he has you in. Man, that was gold. All of it has been some, it's been golden. Um, so I want to just kind of let you loose a little bit in uh, just something that you've been feeling recently. Like what's something God has been speaking to you recently? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like at the beginning of the year, uh, we, I read a few books that I feel like stirred something inside of me. And um, the Lord began to really kind of show some some uh, ways that I've become comfortable um, with what he's asked me to do. You know, like he's been speaking the, the idea of family and motherhood for a lo- really, really long time now. And, and I feel like I became kind of complacent in certain areas, like, like, okay, I got that part. Let's go on to the next, you know? And he kind of showed me uh, parts, of, parts of my life that were, that were overgrown, but not bearing fruit. You know, like this is a strong, healthy branch, but there's no fruit hanging from it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna prune it. Mm. Um, and some of the, one of the things was family. You know, like I've become comfortable and, and almost like self-reliant on, okay, we have, I have found what's important. I know how to make this ship kind of roll um, in a, at a steady pace. And I felt like the Lord kind of rebuked me in certain ways, like take it back a little bit and remember that you have to be like, everything has to rely on me, not on what you feel like you're gifted to do. Wow. <laughs> And so I felt like he began to speak to me again. Like, I want you to go back to things that I spoke to you initially. I want you to go back and listen to sermons that I had you listen to 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when you were first becoming a mom. And in essence, I felt like what he was telling me to do is keep, keep your hands to the plow. Keep doing what I asked you to do. Like, don't get antsy. Now that your kids are older, don't lose, don't lose vision and start getting involved in hundred million things. Keep doing what I asked you to do. Wow. And keep doing and keep doing it, clinging to me. Don't just keep doing it. You know, like keep doing it, <laughs> clinging to me. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, it, it's been like the, God has been so faithful. Mm. He's been so faithful to 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 me in my you know in my low moments, in my in my failures, in the days that I know every wife and mom has out there where you just feel like. Like, what is the point? 
of of all this mundane, repetitive activity <laughs> that feels like it's just like, like you like you're like a hamster in a wheel, always yeah. doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the Lord just encouraging me like, you know, I see all the mundane activity and and I see your heart and how how you do the mundane activity, like it matters to me. Wow. You know, not just doing it, mm-hmm. but how you do it is important. It's important to me, like it's important to the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like he's just been reminding me of that in a fresh way. And it's been good, you know, like the correction of the Lord is is harsh sometimes, but it's also life-giving. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. Uh, I would love for you to pray before you do. I, I yes. pulled this quote from Havergal. He writes, mm-hmm. if we are really and always and equally ready to do whatever the king appoints, all the trials and vexations arising from any change in his appointments, great or small, simply do not exist. If he appoints me to work there, shall I lament that I am not to work here? If he appoints me to wait indoors today, am I to be annoyed because I am not to work outdoors? If I if I meant to write his messages this morning, shall I grumble because he sends interrupting visitors? rich or poor to whom I am to speak to them or show kindness for his sake, or at least obey his command, be courteous. If all my members are really at his disposal, why should I be put out? If today's appointment is some simple work for my hands or errands for my feet, instead of some seemingly more important doing of head or tongue. (laughs) It's really good. Find my, out what, my power went out. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> find out what God would have you do and do that little well for what is great and what is small. Only God can tell, right? Can yeah, you just amen. pray for everyone, especially the women? Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for um, the gift of family. I thank you for um, the invitation to enter into something that's so dear and deep to your heart, Lord. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for every wife and every mother, Father, watching or listening. Father, I pray that your spirit would would draw them in a fresh way to yourself, Lord. I pray that you would um, comfort them, that you would encourage them, Jesus. I pray that you would give them an ear to hear your voice, um, strengthening them and encouraging them. I thank you that you're inviting us into... um, Something that's that's lowly and maybe not seen um, by the masses, Lord, but it's something that you can identify, a way that we can identify with you, Jesus, as we walk um, close to our husbands, close to our children, um, and all the things that we do that are not seen. I pray that you would encourage, in Jesus' name, the wives that are tired, the moms that are tired, Lord, I pray that you would encourage them to keep their hands to the plow. I pray that they would be faithful in all things, Lord Jesus, not not, uh, counting big things as more important and mundane things as less, Lord, but I pray that they would find value in obeying what you've called them to do, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for doing this. It really means a lot to me. It was powerful. Yeah, no, thank you.